Hello out there in the realms of the living. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the only Game of Thrones podcast that watches the show backwards. If you've never heard the show before, my name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show. And joining me is my friend Elliot J. O'Neill, who's watching Game of Thrones through for the first time, but in reverse order. Elliot, how you doing, buddy? Oh, well, I'm... Oh, I'm expecting you to cut me off. See, I, just, I, bit... I like to keep you on your toes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you never know what I'm going to do. But no, we don't have time because we have so much episode to get through on. We just watched season six, episode nine. The nice. Ba- yeah, yeah, nice. I didn't <laughs> even notice. Way to catch that one. The Battle of the Bastards. Bastards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I recap this one quickly, but come on, you know out there, this is the Battle of the Bastards. This is John. Don't. Th- this is Jon Snow throwing down against Ramsay Bolton in an epic battle that is toit and dope and awesome. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, I thought so. Elliot, what did you think? As we always do, let's start with a questionnaire. What just happened? Oh, well, uh, John Bon Snowy th- threw down with Flash Gordon Ramsay. And <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm stealing a bit from the Declines album, Flash Gordon Ramsay Street. What, what's his name? <laughs> Ramsay Bolton? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, we see a massive battle at the end, and uh, before that, other stuff happens. Yeah, some other stuff. A complete bit I completely forgot about is uh, the siege of Marine, which lasts about twenty minutes for mm. uh, Marine. Yeah, but, uh, you know that's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, those are the main takeaways from this one. Uh, you know, Marine gets attacked. Um, Fucking battle of the bastards. Uh, Ramsey Bolton eats shit and dies. Rick and Rick on Stark eats shit and dies. Yeah, uh, yeah. So let's get on to this. Um, what was? What do you think is the uh, most valuable part of this episode? Well, um, I think I might have uh, sort of given away a little bit of my feelings to the. Oh, really? I pardon the fucking pun, but I thought the battle, while had some cool moments, mm-hmm. was a little muddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, did I kinda... know, it's the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I noticed this time around that, yeah, maybe there's a bit of uh, the pacing being off because without the kind of build-up towards it, certain parts don't feel maybe as fluid as they should. But um, again, I think this is a well-shot episode um, because all the, like, even though even the parts where it's hard to feel what's going on, I feel like that's the point in those parts. Other parts, it's much clearer, and it just, it looks, even though it's got a whole muted color palette, it's very, a lot of grays and cold blues and things like that, I think it's pretty clear, and the, the muddiness of it, for me, just makes it all the more real and just desperate. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the long night, you know? Mm. This is definitely a few steps above that in many ways, and yep. yeah, I agree. If there's muddiness and there's chaos and it's hard to tell what's going on, it's kind of the point. Like, you got those potty, bo- uh, piles of bodies building up, and yeah. I think it was actually a really cool choice to have the camera perspective from John as he's sort of maybe becoming part of one of these piles, mm. but also it sort of was a bit of a mished mash to watch <laughs> yeah there were some bits like especially when all the bodies piled up looks good but then it's like well they wouldn't just stack on like that it'd be more spread out yeah and there's a bit where they get surrounded which works well for like a oh fuck moment but it's also they kind of just stand there and get surrounded like it just have someone yelling spread out spread out don't get flanked and then yeah they get flanked yeah i gotta <laughs> say fucking ramsey straight his fucking um strategies are great <laughs> no he knows what he's doing like, like he yeah. He's a total cunt, but uh, <laughs> my gosh, is he good at it? Yeah. Uh, it's, cunt's a cunt, but, you know, smart cunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he knows what he's doing and it works. I yeah. mean, he, you know, he, because they have that whole bit beforehand. And uh, just on, I had a few picks for MVP, but I honestly think one of the better parts is a quiet moment between Sansa and John where she's all just like, 
look, you've met Ramsey once, I lived with a guy, I know what he's like, and he's going to try and fuck with you, and he's not dismissive, but then it's just, uh, I think at the point of too desperate to know what else to do, yeah. like, you know, she says, we haven't got enough, he's like, yeah, no, it's not enough, but it's what we've got, Yeah. and like, there's no other option but just to, to try their best and fight for this, and I like that, and it also... It happens because, you know, they they talk about their plan is they've dug trenches. They can't get flanked. They're going to stand still and let uh, the Bolton army come to them so they can, you know, weed out their numbers a bit. And then the whole thing with uh, Ramsey Bolton just drags out Rick on and gets him to run and starts shooting arrows at him. And that just breaks John's resolve. And then the plan just goes out the fucking window. Yeah. I mean, it's the old Mike Tyson quote of uh, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is sort of one of my uh, least valuable moments in this mm-hmm. is just because um, I get told a lot, you know, up until this point, you know, John is the fucking great swordsman and yep. battle dude and yep. uh, he's fucking awesome. But again, it's one of these things like C- Cersei where I've been told a lot, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot. And so this is one of the moments where I get to see it and I'm like... Well, in this moment, he's actually just fucking lucky more than anything. Right, like, he- in especially in that moment where the horses first fucking start charging and mm-hmm. there's the two armies, arrows flying everywhere. How did he not get hit? I mean, fuck mm-hmm. off. <laughs> Pretty much. And even then, it's like, well, his plan's already ruined. Cause he does. It's a great shot where the Bolton army is running towards him, all the horses. He just draws the sword and stands there and just, re- well, just goes, well, I'm fucked. And it's like... yeah. Yeah, you pretty much were. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky your army decided to charge exactly when they did, because a second later and you'd have been burned. Yeah. Well, I mean, I try and let a lot of this thing go, because, you know, I, I like, you know, kung fu action sequences when mm-hmm. it's, you know, the one against, you know, the army of many, and it's less about, you know, what would be possible, and just mm. more about the artistic thing, but... Uh... Yeah, well, I think in any kind of battle, especially, you know, your medieval battles, it doesn't matter how good you are, it's just, it's always going to, luck is always going to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, having said that, there were a lot of cool shots, and I think especially in terms of blood spraying, they were able to catch the light just perfectly on a lot of these gushes going up. And, oh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was nasty. Like, the whole thing, I just wrote down, it was just dirty, chaotic, and brutal, and I think that works really well. Yeah. So, in that, I don't actually have one MVP, but uh, three you know, contributing people in Jon Snow's army, the fucking uh, Sir Davos, who, yep. you know... Who rocks, is my favourite in this uh, backwards rewatch. Yep. And Tormund Giantsbane. Mm-hmm. And again, those two have a really good back and forth oh, earlier yeah. in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I love that whole bit, especially when um, Tormund doesn't get metaphors. Yeah. And Sir Davos like, oh, you know... Uh, Stannis Baratheon was a good man, but he had a lot of demons, and he said, you've seen these what? demons. <laughs> N- no, it's a figure of speech. <laughs> yeah, my note here was, is he the Drax, the destroyer <laughs> of the Game uh, of Thrones? I, he definitely is. I think this happened before uh, Drax, but I can't quite remember the timeline on that. No, fair enough. But yeah, as well, the line is like, um, was he talking about shitting himself? <laughs> and I was like, well, he's like, yeah, yeah. Tormund is all like, oh, you know what I do before a battle? Like, have a good drink of, what do you call like, curdled goat's milk or something? <laughs> yeah. It's far stronger than that pussy wine you guys have. It's like... Yeah, uh, grape water. <laughs> I mean, fair, grape water is, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Sir Davos is like, no, before a battle, I go for a long walk. I go for a walk, and I think, and I walk until I'm far off away that no one can see me shit myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> Happy shitting. <laughs> <laughs> I think that should just be a slogan by itself. Let's, you know, get Kleenex... Get Kleenex on the phone, pitch them a brand new slogan instead of, I don't know, 
softness for home or something like whatever their current slogan is like happy shitting yeah because let's let's just be honest here yeah instead of the labrador puppy with you know your softness and freshness yeah have tom and giants bane happy shitting. shitting i mean i would buy that you give me tom and giants bane fucking toilet paper i'll buy that absolutely but yeah my third mvp as well is and i don't know his name so i just wrote sweetums because he reminds me of that giant monster from the uh the muppet show yeah, yeah. um the one like because you know a lot of muppets you know it's a two-man job but sweetums he is a one person in a costume mm-hmm. fucking giant uh, it, his gag is usually he swallows things whole yep <laughs> and yeah this giant looked exactly like him it was insane yeah it's true <laughs> uh can you shed any light on the giant nope oh. he's a giant oh <laughs> he's just friends with these guys uh he's part of the wildlings uh mm. For the, aka the free folk from beyond the wall who are not uh part of the white walker army just regular people trying to live <laughs> and uh yeah yeah oh man um the physical imposition and i think a lot of the favorite shots that are uh, from the battle of mine involved him because mm. i think he is a good sort of uh measuring stick mm. um for how the battle is going yeah. like because yeah he can just come in and fucking sweep people two at a time and you know the one shot where he just like treats them like a fucking pistachio yeah he just picks a guy up and just <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, no description or metaphor needed. Just yeah, just just guttural fruit smashing sounds. That's what happened. But yeah, dude, taking you know a shitload of arrows, mm-hmm. and even when they are getting surrounded, and he's like trying to have a distance, and you know, yeah, pick trying off to people swat at the swat at their lines of spears that are coming in as they're doing that. I think it's a phallus where they put the um, shields up and the spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two pe- per, uh, the person next behind holding the spears. Again, yep. great strategies from Mr. Ramsey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's a good little contrast where Sir Davos is like, no, don't shoot your arrows, we'll hit our own men. And Ramsey's like, fucking shoot arrows, hit our own men. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Because he knows he's got the numbers and is just fighting by attrition. No, that's it. Again, like, great strategy. He could have not seen Sansa's army coming, I'm assuming that was Sansa's army. I don't know. Uh, that's Littlefinger's army that Sansa uh... used him to get to bring in. Uh... The Knights of the Vale. There we go. Um, like yeah, my note there was like, ah, <laughs> the blue team saves the day, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as well, uh, with the giant as well, finally breaking into Winterfell and like that great shot of the arrow stabbed him as he reached through the oh, door yeah. and he just fucking pulls, <laughs> pulls through anyway. Just, yeah, it just shows that grit and determination and like fuck it, we're gonna either it's make or break time, you know. Yeah, I love that bit. And yeah, as he's falling down and pelting with arrows and that brief look between him and snow and yeah. interrupted with an arrow to the eye yep from goddamn cunty ramsey bolton <laughs> so there's a debate between who's the bigger bastard uh ramsey bolton or joffrey right uh, i i say bolton personally because uh, he's a disgusting human being but god i love his actor mm. he's still he does it so well he's just you, you hate him immediately there's something about that particular shade of cunty blue eyes that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that well, I think both him and Joffrey had. Mm-hmm. I haven't met Joffrey. True, but Joffrey is definitely blue-eyed as well. So mm. something about blue-eyed people. <laughs> all of the puns? Wait, what color are mine? <laughs> I can never tell. Uh, all right, so that's MVP. No nudity in this episode, unfortunately, for all the uh, no. violence. We didn't get any sweet, sweet bootay. Uh, but instead, let's move to what? Violet. Oh. oh, sorry. I was just going to say, you know, the side of uh, nudity is mm. cock talk. Yep. Didn't quite get in cock talk, but there was a little bit of balls talk. Oh, we got a little bit of cock talk. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, first, let's play the theme song. Cock talk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was your balls talk? 
Um, oh, fuck. I don't even know. All right, the context was that um, that was during the standoff moment. And yeah, I oh, know, I know. The bit eyes, like, balls. Why yeah, where uh, Ramsey Bolden saw, like, I can't wait for you to meet my dogs. Uh, They've been starving them for seven days, setting up something for later. Yeah. Will they start, will they eat, what will they eat first? Your eyes? Your balls? Let's find <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> Let, when we play eyes or balls. <laughs> balls. As it'd be, eyes. Yeah, actually, it's more of a jaw when we get there eventually. Good point. Yeah. So when they ask him, you know, how do we know that you got the kid or whatever? Uh, just a second, we will quickly throw to cock talk where oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Yara and Theon are in front of Daenerys and uh, just like, you know, uh, Uncle Euron is going to come in with the fleet. He's like, why shouldn't I wait for him? He's like, well, he's not only bringing the fleet, he's bringing his um, big, big old cock. cock. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to try and marry you. <laughs> His words, not ours. Yeah, no, you got that sense of, like, almost in brackets, you know. <laughs> if this is what he said. We de- can't verify, just we can't confirm or deny. Uncle Euron, can you just phrase it different? No, big cock. <laughs> <laughs> you tell her, big cock. <laughs> yep. That's very, it's a very Euron thing to say. Uh, and I do like Yara's quick bit where, um, you know, Daenerys is like, and you're not bringing the offer of marriage. And Yara's like, not offering, but I'm up for anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just Yara just plays any field she can find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame that I don't get to see more of her later on. I hope to meet mm. more of her before on. Yeah, and you shall. Yay. <laughs> but how much, I'm not too sure. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, great character. Mm. Almost a shame that, yeah, she was in prison for most of the fucking... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so just, uh, yeah, jumping back to that standoff scene. So when... They were like, how do we know you've got Rick on or whatever? And he throws the pig's head? What's this? Uh, that is is the head of his direwolf. Uh. So all the kids got a direwolf at one point, and that is Rick on's. Right, right, right. Okay. And it'd be like the equivalent of throwing his Happy Meal toy or something. I, I guess. I <laughs> <laughs> don't really prove it. So we've got his wolf. You know that much. But, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I ripped the head off Mr. Honey Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Different podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoops. Also, listen to the Simpsons Index. We're on it. It's good. <laughs> but yeah, I had another moment is that yeah, Ramsey was doing a wiggum in that moment. I've been starving him, teasing him, feeding, uh, singing off key. Me, mama, mo. <laughs> me, mama, me. It would have been funny if he had that whole bit. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you were saying before. And I'm just looking over my notes for moments of violence. Uh, yeah, I did quite violence. like when sorry. the th- when the archers first let loose, and we get a few extra arrows sticking into Rickon's corpse because that's mm. a very you know, no holds, we're going full force here, there's no holds barred, we don't really know what's going to happen. I remember watching this the first time during the all is lost moment where Jon Snow's getting crushed going, they're not going to, they might, they could, it'd be interesting if they killed him off at this point, and it just became about, you know, Sansa doing, being one of the last Starks and Daenerys and her invasion. Would have been a very different direction, Um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you about if there was any sort of sense of that happening amongst the GOT fan base, but yeah, I guess in a show where they have mercilessly killed off a lot of people's favourite characters, maybe? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the weird thing where, you know, the first three, four seasons, there are deaths that you just didn't see coming out right. And then after that, it, you kind of got a sense of, we still have these players, and if they were going to die, it's it's going to feel much more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, much more anticlimactic rather than... Right. So not, uh, not uh, instead of... Sub- Instead of subvert sub, instead of subverting the expectation, it would feel anticlimactic. And yeah, that was the kind of difference. So while you got a sense that they probably weren't going to die, there's always a possibility. So at this yeah. point, I thought, oh, you know, you could. You've got enough characters around to do something if John does cark it. Yeah, um, but no, I didn't fully think it would, but it was certainly a possibility. 
Yeah. Because I was trying to remember as well. Have I met Rickon already? I don't know. He seems vaguely familiar. Oh, no. No. Definitely nope, haven't. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> Full of arrows now. Although one thing I did want to say is they do make a point. They're going to put him down in the crypt next to Father. And in The Long Night, they have a bit where they resurrect everyone and people who are dead in the crypt come back to life. I don't think Rickon was there. Fucking ah. missed opportunity. Come on. You could have had Rickon like crawling towards Sansa's face. That would have been oh. weird and awesome as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, imagine that, because, yeah, they've just dealt with the grief, and it's mm. fucking, that was very traumatic for them. God, imagine, yeah, re- bring that up. I know. Ah, would have opened old wounds. It would have been great, but thanks for fucking everything up, Season 8. <laughs> the more we watch backwards, the more Season 8 makes me angry. Oh, me too. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not invested in the, you know, previous six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of violence as well, I feel like the opening battle as well was a bit of a letdown like it felt like it was going to be so much more than it ended up being yeah i mean i completely forgot this even happened yeah so we open up with these you know flaming balls getting hucked at marine and daenerys is all like oh we're under siege hmm crap i was uh, expecting (laughs) um Tyrion in that moment to go goodness gracious great balls of fire (laughs) (laughs) noise (laughs) yeah Uh, Uh, but i enjoyed that little scene with him and her trying to talk, you know, reasonably and intelligently. Yeah, and she's all like, we're under attack. We're going to just kill everybody. And he's all (laughs) like, "Uh, no, they're here because they need Marine to fail. And if you kill everybody, you're kind of proving their point. Yeah. So you need to not do that, please. Yeah. I wish this is where they put sort of more time in the episode as well, because I would have liked to see this battle play out as well. Yeah. More dragon fire. (laughs) I know. And just a bit more of what was your plan exactly? Because I'm pretty sure this is the first time I think we've seen dragons fight properly. They've been around, but, you know, but at the same time, these people showed up with a bunch of ships. They know she has three dragons and they didn't think that would be a problem. I mean, again, to be fair, as far as I remember, two of them were, like, locked underneath the pyramid the entire time, and one of them, I don't think anyone had seen it fight. Yeah. So they didn't really know it could do something like that. But at the same time, you you didn't consider this in the slightest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they could breathe fire? What the fuck? No one told me there'd be dragons. <laughs> but yeah, we did. Oh. You should have told me louder. <laughs> I heard legend that they were very friendly and they yes. shat candy. <laughs> you could pat dragons and it'd be all nice. What, what's this? Oh, we're on fire now. <laughs> yeah, and which is a shame because, yeah, I really liked the negotiating scenes. I thought there was some great tension there. Yeah. And, yeah, especially the scene where they're like, okay, one of you must die. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, Grey Worm ends up killing the sellouts with that one. Yeah. That was really cool. Because Grey Worm is a badass. Mm. But we do kind of do the stereotypical thing of, like, we're here to discuss terms of surrender. Oh, well, you can surrender and just go back and leave all your people and we'll sell them again. Oh, no, I meant your surrender. <gasps> oh, psych! It's like, no, we've kind of <laughs> done this before. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you'd interrupt and go, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> Are you a fucking idiot? Look at this giant dinosaur that I have. Yeah, remember? Remember the dragon? You mentioned it yourself. Yeah. Duh. We're not killing the dragon. Dragon kill you, dummy. Yeah, this is how it worked. Dragon kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's like they kind of just forgot. Oh, yeah. We even we knew she had dragons. We forgot they could do things. Oh. <laughs> oh, you just you forget. Uh, there's kind of a pointless bit where the sons of the harpy, the guys in gold masks, are just killing civilians just to remind you they're the bad guys. Yeah. And then the Dothraki come in and CGI lop someone's head off. <laughs> Again, like, I can't believe these sequences weren't, like, a bit more played out to sort of help drive the tension in the it, negotiating I think sense. it just felt like they had the Battle of the Bastards to get to, and they're just like, let's just wrap this up and move on. Uh, it might just be a timing a number of episodes kind of thing. But Oh, and look, it might be also that there was more of this in the last episode that I haven't seen yet, mm. And but, 
yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Also, there's something to be said about there's an invasion of a city going on, and but all our key players are fine. Give yeah. us someone on the ground who's a, being affected by this. Yeah. You know? So like a character, who, even if Misandre was down amongst the people, you know, doing something else, and then all of a sudden it starts getting firebombed, and she's you know in a panic about trying to survive or trying to help other people out. Give yeah, give us a person to whom this means something because yeah. to them they're just like, oh, we're totally fine, and we have dragons, and now two of you are dead. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, it's almost sort of having an episode showing two battles um, where they had an example of that with, you know, John being very much in the front line of this mm. and that working. Yeah, and that's a nice bit where John rides up to Ramsey's like, nope, don't, thousands of men don't have to die, just you and me, single combat. And mm. Ramsey's too much of a dick. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about you for and I no, think saying, we will go single combat. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but he's, again, in pure brilliant dickishness form, he's got that bit of... Well, you're completely boned. Why don't you get off your horse, kneel, surrender, and we'll let. Well, I'll forgive all your crimes. Mm. I'm so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good leader and a very good shot. <laughs> and then leaves with just Sansa going, You're going to die tomorrow, Ramsay Bolton. Sleep well. <laughs> Mic drop. Ooh. <laughs> now, in the olden days, they didn't have microphones. They had to drop people called Mike. It was no. tough. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Mic of drop. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, like calling your kid Jeeves. It was just setting them up for a particular... For a, yeah, very particular <laughs> life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with violence, that pretty well covers it, right? Except for the final battle, final fight. Yeah, all the final fights, and then just beating the ever-loving snot out of Ramsay. Yeah, he fucking... Jon Snow equals Edward Norton, Ramsay <laughs> equals Jared Leto. <laughs> just smack. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought in that moment it was... Uh, he looked over to Sansa and was you, you want to have a kick? Like, <laughs> yeah, have a go. I, just, I like sharing, you know. But no, she only show made him show mercy, so he he yeah, she could feed him to the dogs. Yeah, a little bit. It's I think it was a little bit. Do you want to go? And also, you know, he's down. He's not worth the energy of continually to pummel pummel him. Yeah. Um, but with that final scene as well, I liked the conversation with him and Sansa, and, you know, he's still trying to do the whole. Oh, you'll remember me. Uh, you can't kill me. I'm a part of you now. Uh. Yeah. But I just wish the bit with the dogs was a bit more visceral. It's pretty visceral. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. They kind of crawl into it and they sort of still like sort of sniff and lick him like he's, st- he's still his master. And, and like, then it bites his jaw off. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I wish the dogs were already like clawing and barking at the cage walls and then, then they'd fucking and, ripped into him. And nah, man, you want that moment of him thinking, oh, they're, they're good boys. They'll sit. And he's like trying to command them off as one's kind of just giving him a sniff and a lick. Yeah. And uh, I think it drives a lot more tension in that moment. Okay. You know. Plus, again, having watched this forward, you, we wanted him to die so much. Yeah. <laughs> so just the joy of watching him suffer a little bit. Especially, and it just it does this great, where it just goes down to his hand is straining and it's just dripping blood. Yeah. And it's letting you know he is getting fucked up without really showing you any of it. Well, uh yeah, again, I kind of wish there was a bit more ripping and stuff. You know, in a sh- show that's not afraid to yeah, yeah. show gore and stuff, I-, I thought this was not the moment for a bit of an artful, you know, not quite seen death. Yeah, I mean, I generally speaking, will always prefer the suggestion over the actual showing, but, yeah. but I can take your point. Yeah. But, you know, happy to agree to something. Mm-hmm. And as uh, there was a bit of a meme going around the next day of just good boy. who's a good dog (laughs) yeah i was actually very happy justice for dogs you know Mm -hmm. yeah wasn't happy when when he was like oh i've been starving him for seven days you fucker 
Bastard, come on. They look at them, they're cute. I wasn't sure about your character before, but now, oh my goodness, you are the worst person. Sure, he shoots an innocent running boy in the back while he's trying to reach his brother and be safe for once. He taunts uh, Sansa and, uh, you know, shoots his own men with arrows, but it's the doggos that always make the difference. Yes. <laughs> I know, I agree, especially in film. No, that's it. I can happily watch war movies and stuff, but, you know, uh, Disney's a dog's life I'm never going to see. I just, I can't, I'm not emotionally well, prepared for as that. As we've said before, that, that movie should just be titled Cry, Bitch, Cry. <laughs> it knows what it's doing. Uh, yeah, there's some nice aerial shots I wanted to mention, especially that beginning where you kind of pan over the Stark army and they're all getting ready and then you do kind of a low shot across the battlefield and there's all those, you know, burning X's with flayed men hanging from them and you just get this massive wall of the Bolton army and like, fuck. Yeah. No, great intimidation shots mm-hmm. there. Yeah, they really rolled a high intimidation check there. Oh my. Yes. <laughs> but... Jon Snow had just had the power of the dice on his hands that day, and yeah. I, I think he added a lot of luck to his rolls oh as well. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> a lot of rolling with advantage, and it worked out. <laughs> um, big, quick thing I wanted to show is, uh, quick thing I wanted to talk about is early on when um, Dan Brady is walking around talking and stuff, she's like the most slovenly I think we've ever seen her. She, her hair is not braided. Yeah. It's mostly out. Mostly. Mostly out. Well, it's, she's still got like... <laughs> Three sets of braids coming in and joining at the back. At the back, but I mean the the hair is all mostly out. It's it's you know for yeah. someone who is normally who is called Dan Brady because of how well she's put together <laughs> and constantly braided to shit. Yeah, it's not you know the spirals that we've also seen yeah. and yeah the there's no way you have that much hair. Yeah, okay, I'll pay that. But also you know I mentioned in a few episodes ago that I haven't noticed actually that much cleavage in the show and actually the last two episodes D- Dan's just letting the boys hang out a bit you know yeah. no i also think that's a good uh visual representation of the different continent because even misandri is wearing this kind of strappy blue thing mm. whereas when she's in westeros it's all kind of full length and a lot darker colors yeah um yeah it's good to show that yeah marine is a different continent with an entirely different fashion sense and they're kind of reflecting the the place that they're in it's again the costume designers on this just kill yeah oh absolutely I got a bit of a uh, monty python when um gray worms all like okay you men can fight for these you know, masters who didn't fight for you, or you can go home to your wives, and they're like, run away! <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Everything is Monty Python. Um, Sansa's got a good line of John's all like, I'll protect you, and she's like, no one can protect me, no one can protect anyone. It's like, bleak, but accurate. Yeah, well. No matter how hard you try, sometimes you just can't. Yeah, she'd know. Oh, yeah, we got a little bit of Davos finding that moose toy, which would lead him to yell at chewing out Millhouse later in... Stag. It's a stag? It's a stag. Oh. Important. It's a symbol of House Baratheon. Oh, right. Oh, nice. that <laughs> they, come... didn't, they didn't have moose in Westeros? I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll take about a season for that to make sense. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that was a while back. But we also have a little bit back and forth with uh, John and the Red Woman, uh, Melisandre. Millhouse. Who, yeah, Millhouse. <laughs> Millhouse Sandra. <laughs> Millhouse. <laughs> yeah, and she's all like, I have no power. I just do what the Lord of Light commands me, and he gave me you. And John's like, well, why did he do that? And she's all, I just wanted her to be like, I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, he works in mysterious ways. Not much like last episode we saw. I, I kind of wish someone would just cut loose every now and then. It's like, yeah, fuck. Because <laughs> stuff. I guess that's what torment is for. Yeah. <laughs> also, in that moment, I felt like that was sort of too Jon Snow talking to, you know, Sansa and then uh, Red Woman and them being like, uh, I uh, he's going to them for advice and then being like, I don't know. <laughs> like even Jean Grey was all like, I have ideas. You know, I lived with him, and he's like, What should I do? I don't know. <laughs> well, fucking. 
anyway. Yeah, yeah, but I think that sells the desperation of just, it's it's hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that puts me out of notes. Uh, I got a couple more. So there's a good bit with Tyrion who's like, anyone who makes jokes about a dwarf's height thinks he's the first person to make mm. jokes about a dwarf's height. Same goes for any kind of joke you say to like a retail worker. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard them. Shut up. <laughs> Can't claim that on tax. Ah, fuck up. <laughs> Savings, more like spendings. <laughs> yeah. Piss off your dick nods. Finally came in here for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I imagine that dude's now getting, you know, the five cockless jokes as well. <laughs> yeah, no, he he definitely has cockless jokes lined up for him. <laughs> That's going to happen. Yeah, he got his comeuppance. Uh, and also kind of liked the bit where Yara goes to shake Daenerys's hand and Daenerys is like confused because I'm not entirely certain, but I'm pretty sure she's from a different continent where they don't shake hands. This isn't a thing she's familiar with. Kind of looks at Tyrion and Tyrion like gives kind of like a, mo- a miming of shaking hands. Like, <laughs> you do the... Oh, you get it. <laughs> That's, it's just a nice little feature of, yeah, they come from different worlds and this is a good way to show that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, at least it wasn't a complicated handshake, you know. Uh, first you do the thumb over thumb and then mm. you relax into a normal handshake. Like slap. slap. <laughs> fist bump. bump. <laughs> <laughs> Got to explode it <laughs> uh i think that puts me out of notes so you're all done as well yeah well then we must ask our final question how did we get here all right so obviously ramsey street kidnaps the mm-hmm. stark boy mm-hmm. he does that somehow and we're gonna see the um battle of denarius and the slavers so they're all like, hey, I heard about this guy, Abraham Lincoln, and I think we should do what he done. Uh, Abraham of Lincoln. <laughs> I think Massachusetts. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, inspired by, you know, the Amer- American Revolution and Civil War, <laughs> Emancipation pro- Proclamation. Yeah. <laughs> Through time and space and different dimensions, they heard about that. Like, yeah. ah, neat. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Tyrion, you know, he seems well-read. That's true. That's true. Across dimensions and yeah, something I quickly and... wanted to mention is the the catapult on one of the ships. The way it works was it was just in the background. It was really interesting. It had like this curved track, and it dropped and kind of flipped around. I was like, "That's dope." Oh yeah. Um, uh, in the opening battle. Yeah, right? it's about a minute or two in, but it's like, like that's cool. I didn't. I've never even seen a catapult work like that before. Mm. No, it really reminded me of uh, what are those catapults that have like the string and then trebuchet. The fl- trebuchet. Mm-hmm. I was like tractor beam, <laughs> treble babble. I don't know. <laughs> trebuchet. Good old trebuchets. Yeah, trebuchet. a little bit like that, but with a mo- bit more of a like a roller coaster track on where it flips down like that. That's cool. <laughs> I'm assuming that's historically accurate, but it's dope. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, if that puts you out of notes. That puts me out of notes. We know how we're getting here. We're going to see the start of trebuchets firing at the end of next episode. So let's wrap things up. That's been Elite Joe O'Neill. Later. I've been BT Calloway, and for now, our watch has ended. Theme music. <laughs>